Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. Today is Thursday, July 15, 2021. On this day in 1982, the body of 16-year-old Wendy Lee Caulfield was found in a Washington river. Wendy was the first known victim of Gary Ridgway, the Green River Killer. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of this killer's crimes, listener discretion is advised. This episode includes discussions of murder that some people may find offensive. We advise extreme caution for children under 13. Today we're covering the discovery of Wendy Lee Caulfield's body and the long effort to bring her killer to justice. Let's go back to July 15, 1982, shortly before 4 p.m. Two teenage boys rode their bicycles through the lush Washington countryside, about 15 miles south of Seattle. As they cycled across a bridge above the Green River, they noticed something strange in the water. It was a cloudy, almost gloomy summer's day, not ideal weather for swimming, Yet below them, the boys saw a muddy figure clinging to a piece of rotting wood. The person looked sluggish, as though she might be injured. The boys stopped their bikes and tried calling out to her, but there was no reply. As they drew closer, the kids realized the swimmer wasn't moving at all. She wasn't grasping onto the wood post, but splayed limply across it. She was dead. The pair cycled as fast as they could to the nearest town and telephoned for help. Soon afterward, police and firefighters from the city of Kent, Washington, arrived at the bridge to examine the grisly scene. The body had been in the river for some time. It was covered in silt and algae, but it was still identifiable as the figure of a girl, naked except for her socks and tennis shoes. Her clothes weren't missing, though, Instead, they were knotted around her neck. It looked like she'd been strangled to death using her own jeans and blouse. That evening, a pathologist at the King County Medical Examiner's Office inspected the body, looking for any identification. There was none, but she did have distinguishing tattoos, including a red and black butterfly on her torso. Examiners found a broken bone in her neck indicating she'd been strangled to death. They also saw evidence of a violent struggle. There were dark bruises on her arms that had been formed prior to death. This 16-year-old girl had fought desperately for her life. As the body was driven away to the morgue, patrolman R.D. Kellums couldn't shake the feeling that he'd seen the victim before, but he couldn't put his finger on where. With no identification to go on, police combed through their database of missing people, hoping that their Jane Doe would match up to one of the victim profiles. She didn't. 
And so the authorities turned to the public for help. They put out a detailed description of the victim, emphasizing her unique tattoos. Two days later, a local tattoo artist called the police. When he saw pictures of the victim's tattoos, he confirmed they were his work. He remembered the girl well. Her name was Wendy. Checking local jail records, Kellams made a stunning discovery. Three months earlier, he had arrested a 16-year-old girl named Wendy Lee Caulfield on a burglary charge. Looking at the booking form, he saw the tattoos, all listed meticulously. Just weeks ago, Kellams had put Wendy in handcuffs. Now he was investigating her murder. Police found an address for her mother, Virginia, and drove out to see her. Using photographs, she formally identified her daughter's body. Virginia told the police that she and her daughter had a troubled relationship. They'd argued constantly about Wendy's drug use. The state had taken custody of Wendy and placed her in a temporary foster home. But her foster parents hadn't been able to control her either. On July 12th, Wendy left the house and never returned. Next, we'll discuss how Wendy's murder kicked off the Green River Killer's brutal rampage. Hi, it's Vanessa from Parcast, and I'm here to tell you about my new 10-episode limited series, Obituaries. They're some of the most iconic figures of all time, celebrated in death for their individual achievements and impact on society. But in life, the relationships they kept tell a different story, one of unexpected connections that yielded extraordinary change. Every Wednesday on Obituaries, join my co-host Carter and me as we explore the shared legacies of prolific pairs from the past. From the mutual traumas of entertainers Marilyn Monroe and Ella Fitzgerald, to the unlikely admiration between visionaries Mark Twain and Nikola Tesla, each episode of Obituaries digs deep into the lasting impressions made between two legendary figures and how their entanglements changed the course of history. These meaningful duos may have passed on, but the profound effect they had on each other and us will live on forever. Follow the Spotify original from Parcast, Obituaries. Listen free only on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Heineken Silver. When you discover something you love, like a new podcast or beer, you have to tell everyone about it. So when you try new Heineken Silver, a world-class light beer with only 2.9 carbs and 95 calories, you'll want to tell the world how great it is. New Heineken Silver, the world-class light beer with all the taste, no bitter endings. Available at your local Heineken retailer or for delivery at heineken.com silver. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy Heineken responsibly. Now back to the story. On July 15th, 1982, Two teenage boys found the body of 16-year-old Wendy Lee Caulfield. She was floating in Washington's Green River, a location that would soon become infamous. While Wendy was the first victim her killer claimed, she was far from the last. Less than a month later, on August 12th, a slaughterhouse employee found another body floating in the river. The victim was later identified as Deborah Lynn Bonner, a 23-year-old sex worker. Given the similarity of the crime scenes, her death was quickly linked to Wendy's. 
the police opened a formal investigation into the case and gave their mystery killer a moniker, the Green River Killer. Three days later, the investigation took a grisly turn. On a single Sunday afternoon, three more bodies were found floating in the water. 31-year-old Marcia Faye Chapman, 17-year-old Cynthia Jean Hines, and 16-year-old Opal Charmaine Mills had died by strangulation. Stunned by the sheer volume of bodies, the Kent police launched the Green River Task Force. They now knew beyond any doubt that they were dealing with a serial killer, and that bloody Sunday was just the beginning. Over the next few years, Dozens more women were found in and around the river, most of them sex workers, all of them dead by strangulation. The case drew attention from the media and from law enforcement, including the FBI. In 1982, soon after the trio of bodies were discovered, FBI investigator John Douglas, one of the pioneers of criminal profiling, developed a profile of the Green River Killer. It indicated that the perpetrator was likely white, divorced, and in his mid-20s or early 30s. In 1984, the task force enlisted help from a surprising source, incarcerated serial killer Ted Bundy, who wrote to offer the detectives help with the case. Desperate for leads, they warily accepted. But they didn't learn much from Bundy, who mostly offered insights that were about his own crimes, not the Green River killers. It seemed he was envious of the attention the new murderer was getting and was afraid of being eclipsed as the Pacific Northwest's most notorious murderer. Over the next decade, the Green River Killer murdered almost 50 women. Despite intense media interest and substantial law enforcement efforts, he remained at large. In 1984, the police finally honed in on a suspect, 35-year-old Gary Ridgway, a painter who worked for a Seattle trucking company. Based on his background, the police interviewed him. They even took a saliva sample. But at the time, DNA technology wasn't sophisticated enough to reliably match it to the evidence collected at crime scenes. And so, he went free. Finally, in November 2001, the police linked Ridgway to several of the murders using forensic evidence. Ridgway was arrested and charged with four counts of murder. Although they didn't say so publicly, the King County Police believed Ridgway was the Green River Killer and that he was responsible for far more than four deaths. Sure enough, Ridgway eventually pleaded guilty to 48 counts of first-degree murder and was sentenced to life in prison without parole. His reign of terror makes him the most prolific living serial killer in American history. After more than two decades of agonizing silence and unanswered questions, the families of Wendy Lee Caulfield and dozens of other victims were given some measure of closure. The monster who took their daughters, mothers, and sisters from them was finally behind bars and could never harm anyone again.
Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. If you'd like to learn more about Gary Ridgway, check out our episode of Serial Killers on the Green River Killer. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from ParCast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from ParCast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Paul Liebeskin, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Trent Williamson, Carly Madden, and Bruce Kitovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Emma Dibdin, with writing assistance by Terrell Wells, and fact-checking by Haley Milliken. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Hi, it's Vanessa from ParCast. If you enjoy our in-depth profiles on historical figures and famous fates, you'll love my new limited series, Obituaries. Every Wednesday on Spotify, join me and my co-host Carter as we explore the unlikely bonds forged between two meaningful figures from the past and discover how those relationships impacted the future. Follow the Spotify original from ParCast, Obituaries. Listen weekly, free and only on Spotify.